What did we say at the beginning of our study? Understanding your money type helps you to do what? What does it help you with? It helps you to understand the emotion behind how you handle money. Okay? The what? The emotion behind how you handle money. If you understand how you operate emotionally and what money does for you, you can find out that, okay, so this is the emotion behind how I spend money. Right? Because this is how I've been created. This is my type. Amen? And we stopped off, like I said, we stopped off in the Isaac, no, we stopped off in the Isaac type. And what did we say the Isaac type was? The Isaac type is uh, discipline with money. And what do they do? They maximize it to the what? To the fullest, right? Uh, We said, if you're an Isaac type, you may be a tough negotiator, correct? What else? You have the ability to make the most of out of whatever money you have, you are persistent towards your financial goals and you will not give up. We saw when the wells were stopped up, uh, Isaac went after it. You know what I mean? He did not allow his circumstances, amen, to change, amen, how he handled his money. He did not allow his circumstances. And oftentimes there are times when we allow circumstances to cause us to miss the mark, right? And when I say miss the mark, I'm talking about miss the mark on how we handle our finances, amen? And so one of the things that I showed you last week, uh, one of the things I showed you last week, I told you that God is the one who supplies, right? Uh, If God cares so wonderfully for the flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, won't he much more care for you? So, So that has to do with worry, Right? A lot of us, we worry about finances, correct? Uh, well, I told you Psalm 50, verse 10 through 12 says, Every animal, every animal of the forest is what? A cattle on a thousand hill. The world is mine and all that is in it. So we, we, these are just foundational scriptures that will help us to understand who it really belongs to, right? And even though you have a particular money type, all right, I, I believe this is the one we stopped at. Bring your offerings, your sacrifice and sacrifices, your tithes and special gifts, which what you have vowed to give and your free will offering because the Lord your God, why do we bring it? Because the Lord your God has what? blessed you. So now let's look at the Joseph. Let's look at the Jacob type tonight. All right. So the Jacob type, let's look at it. And the reason I brought that here, because Jacob is that kind of guy. Jacob is the kind of guy. He uses money to create beauty. All right. So let's look at it real quick. Let's look at it. Somebody read that for me. The Jacob type. Uh oh. Each has a gift that signals from his Mm hmm. Uh huh. 
Holly what? Emotive character with a flair for what? Uh-huh. Any Jacob types in here? And you thought you were, <laughs> you thought you were Abraham type. You thought you were Isaac type, right? So what, what kind of picture is this? Heard? <laughs> okay. Jacob types use money to look good. They're going to look good. They're not just getting anything. They're the types that, hey, you know what? Hey, I'm going to spend and I'm going to have the best. Amen. Jacob types love to use money to live to the full, but there's a dark side to this, right? Amen. And draw out of life's full colors and flavors. In other words, the Jacob types, they're not thinking about saving. Come on and say amen. They're they're thinking about, I'm going to look good. (laughs) But there's something about Jacob types that we have to draw back and see something. Go to Genesis chapter 27. <laughs> Genesis chapter 27. Isn't that something? With the Jacob types, it's a must-have attitude. I must have this. I got to have this. If I don't have this, man, life is just going to be terrible. Amen. You with me? Amen. Y'all with me, right? All right. Read for me. Okay. Now... Now, I want to show you Jacob as a young man. Now, it came about when Isaac was old and his eyes were too dim to see that he called his oldest son Esau and said to him, my son, and he said to him, here I am, right? Isaac said, behold, now I'm old old, and I do not know the day of my death. Now then, please take your gear and your quiver and your bow and go out into the field and hunt game for me and prepare a savor dish for for me such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat so that so so that my soul may bless you before I die I look at verse 5 Rebecca was listening while Isaac spoke to his son Esau so when Esau went to the field to hunt, hunt for the game to bring home to to bring for the game to bring home, Rebecca said to her son, Jacob, behold, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau saying, bring me some game and prepare a savor dish for me that I may bless, that I may eat and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, listen to me as I command you. Now, what, what I find here is the deception. Amen. Rebecca heard that that Isaac was about to die, amen, but he was about to bless Esau, all right? Now, the thing about, the thing about this story is we find that the parent got involved, they had favoritism, <laughs> amen. And we have a favoritism situation going on here, right? But we find Jacob, first of all, Jacob's name, His name means heel catcher or trickster. Amen. And oftentimes, amen, 
uh, Jacob always felt like he had to, you know, sham or do something under the table in order to get what he wants. And even when he's reformed, come on somebody, and even when he's converted, he brings that same mentality, amen, into his other life. All right? But it all starts at home. Where did he learn about money? Where do your children learn about money? They learn it at home. Amen. Now, he's getting ready to steal his brother's blessings. As a matter of fact, he got the blessing. But he got the blessing illegitimately. Not because he actually did was looking for it, but because his mother, come on somebody, Amen. And parents, I want to say this to you. Whatever type you are, amen, you can affect your children. Amen. Whatever type you are, you can impart deception, lies. Come on, somebody. You know, and all kinds of other things in the hearts of your children. Amen. And, that, and, and watch this. How do you handle money? Where did you learn that? Amen. And watch this. However you handle it, amen, somebody taught you. Are you, are you with me? Watch this. Watch this. Look, look what he says. Jacob answered his mother, Rebecca, behold, verse 11, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man and I'm a smooth man. Perhaps my father will feel me that I will be as a deceiver in his sight. And I will bring upon myself a curse and not a what? Right? But his mother, Lord have mercy. The influence of his mother, come on now, said to him, your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice. Obey my voice. You know, do as I say. And that's all what I'm trying to show you here about, you know, becoming a, well, you being a certain type and how you handle things. A lot of how we handle money came from when we were children. And then whoever taught you, let's just say you had a job, right? You know, your parents, when you, how do you remember getting your first job, right? Now, did your mother tell you to bring the money home, save, <laughs> right? No, they, they, they didn't, they didn't tell or did they, I'm not sure what they told you. That's your money. You do whatever you want to do. But then to include them in their, in, that's just for Rebecca to, include Jacob in her mess. What is she teaching him? She's teaching him deception from a child. And I just want to watch this. I want to say this. The deception comes down from Adam all the way up to them because they're out of that line. And so are we. But if we teach dysfunction, our children will live dysfunction. And then we grow up dysfunctional. And the way we handle, come on, let's tell the truth. Sometimes the way we handle money is dysfunctional. Am I right about it? Now, let me ask this question. How many of you kept your receipts this week? Did you tally it up? Okay. So what did you spend, how much money did you spend on the non-essential things? Okay, well, in a week, what did you spend? <laughs> but because of scarcity, 
And because we have this mentality about tomorrow and we're fearful about tomorrow, that's why it's too much on the, on the conveyor belt. Yeah. Right? And so it's about, it's about learning who you are, right? But paying attention to every dollar. And if you ever want to know where your money is going, look at your bank account. Look at your bank account. Look at the debits, look at the withdrawals, look at the, look at the deposits. And when you begin to look at those things, you'll begin to see, listen, numbers don't lie. Amen. Numbers don't lie. And what I want you to do, here's what I want you to do. When you tally up your receipts, I want you to then say, okay, what are essentials? I, I got, I can't, I got to live with this. I have to have this. What's not essential? This is a luxury. This is just something. It's a preference. Okay? And you'll find out, if you look at both categories, you'll find out we lean more to our conveniences and non-essential purchases. And then at the end of the month, we're saying, I don't have enough money for whatever. I don't have enough money for that. I don't have money for this. Right? But I find it pretty interesting that a mother will distort her child's view. Amen. You can't steal a blessing. God was already going to bless Jacob. But all Jacob's in Jacob's life, he's, he was always second. Amen. By seconds. I don't think you hear what I said. He, he was always second by seconds. But just because he was second doesn't mean that God wasn't going to use him. Amen. Go, go to, go to real quick. So we know he stole the bless, stole the blessing, right? And, and, and now I want you to go to, <coughs> I want you to go to uh, <clears throat> Genesis chapter 28. <clears throat> 28. Actually. Yeah, 28. Read it for me somewhere. So you think that fa- you think that family is, is going to be uh, it, it, first of all? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, read on. Uh, what, what I'm trying to prove tonight about the Jacob type is it starts at home. This elaborate thing, this elaborate mindset starts at home, but but you don't want to get to the point where you have to steal, connive. And manipulate to get what you want. Because you have a preference. Because you want to live life as it's at its fullest. And never budget. Never save. Never you know, live within your means. There's ways to live in your means. And still be blessed. And not go without. Because the God we serve y'all. Come on help me somebody. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. So now his dad is sending him away. Time for you to leave home. What are you saying? All right, your uncle, right? Now, the trickster is about to be tricked. 
It always comes back, y'all. He went to his uncle's house and he fell in love with this beautiful woman. Watch this. And, and the reason why I say the, the Jacob type will do whatever, he was willing to give himself seven years of slavery of service to his uncle for his wife. But his uncle tricked him and gave him his other sister. Come on, help me somebody. Tell you, David, the trickster got tricked. And just when you think you're getting over on people, listen, God knows, listen, one thing that God is not pleased with is unjust, unjust gain. Um, in the book of Proverbs, he calls it um, scales that don't add up. In other words, you go to the store, they don't charge you for something, but you think it's a blessing. Amen. And you walk out, I don't be, Lord didn't bless me today. You'll never enjoy it. You'll never, you'll never, matter of fact, it may rot by the time you get home. Amen. You're getting ready to take it out the car and it'll fall and break. God weighs all scales. Right? So, go ahead. Verse 3 says, may what? May the, may the God Almighty bless you and make you what? <clears throat> go ahead. All right. So, stop right there. Go to verse 10. Now, Jacob is out here. He's out here in, in this wallless hotel. Hotel ain't got no walls. He's in the wilderness. Read for me. As towards Haran. All right. All right. He's out here in, 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 in between Haran and Bathsheba. But watch this. He stays the night. Tell you never, you can turn it around. You can turn it around. Keep reading. He, he took a stone. In other words, he had a stone pillow. Amen. He's laying out here in the wilderness. Right? He, he lays down, and what does he do? Good. Keep reading. See, see what I'm saying? See, oftentimes we're not patient enough to wait on God. So we try to steal our, our way into our blessings or we try to manipulate our blessings. God was going to bless him anyhow. You follow what I'm saying? God was going to bless him anyhow. But God, he has a dream and God says, hey man, listen, I'm going to bless you. Keep reading. promises made same promise God made to Abraham is the same promise this is the same family lineage okay all right uh-huh that sounds familiar mm-hmm that's the beauty of God 
the God of a second chance, right, that you can turn your situation around. I don't know how many of you are happy living the way you are now financially. None of us. But you have to hold on to God's promises. It's not that you don't have enough. It's that you're not managing it correctly. We are not managing it correctly. God has given us everything. God knows you. You still have a roof over your head. Amen. But if you were to take the necessary steps and stand on God's promises, his promises, y'all, not anything else other than his promises, guess what will happen? Amen. God will begin to metamorphosize your life. But not only that, you will begin to see these promises come to pass. He says, and Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. Amen. And I did not know it. See, the thing about it is, amen. Sometimes you're in a situation and you don't know that the Lord is in it. Come on, somebody. But it's when you lay down, come on, somebody, and you're not worried about all of the things you don't have, but he laid down and rest, amen, even though he was a mocked man, even though he was a trickster, God shows that he's a God of a second chance. That even though you messed up the first half of your life, amen, the way you handled finances, the question is, are you willing to do whatever it takes now, amen, to turn that narrative and to change that storyline about you? Come on, y'all. Listen, just be, the Jacob types, they have, and they know they have, so guess what? It's okay. They're not thinking about budgeting. They're not, they just live extravagantly. Watch this. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the what? House of God. And this is the gate of heaven. So Jacob rose early in the morning, took the stone, that he had put his head, put under his head and set it up as a pillar. And what did he do? He poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of the place Bethel. However, previously the name of the city was Luz, had been Luz. And Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me on this journey that I take and will give me food to eat, and garments to wear, and I return to my father's house in safe, safety, then. See, see how the Jacob types is? They got all kinds of stipulations for God. God, if you do this for me, then I'll make you my Lord. No, then I'll follow you. Then I'll show up to church. Then I'll live for you. Can I ask you a question? Is that your storyline? Amen. Because I know a lot of people. Amen. Their interaction with God is, God, if you do this for me, then I'll do this for you. And so along with the Jacob type being extravagant, the Jacob type's got a whole lot of stipulations. The Jacob type's got a whole lot of, you know, ifs. If you, if you do this for me, God, so hold on a minute. So you're telling me if I do this for you, I'm going to act right? 
You know how that goes. Watch what he said. This stone which I have set up as a pillar will be the what? Will be God's house. And all that you give me, (laughs) he became a tither. He said, God, if see now let me let me just let me just drop on the tithe right quick. Put put those scriptures back on there for me. Let me, let me just share this with you. I, I don't know how you tithe. I, I've never I don't ask people how they tithe. I, I don't that's not my business. Uh but I will say this, I know I've taught you. Correct? Okay. So what is the tithe? Now, let me ask this question. Why did Jacob, let's ask, ask this question. Why did Jacob go to this extreme? He gave the stipend. He said, Lord, now if you bless me now, I'm going to do this. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to give you a tenth. What did he, what did he already understood? Huh? He did? What what did he understand about it? So every dime is holy. Correct? That principle came out of Leviticus. Leviticus 27 to 32 says what? Every tenth animal that pass under the shepherd's rod will be what? So are you saying to me that the tithe is holy? Yes, pastor, you're saying the tithe is holy. The scripture is saying the tithe is holy. Now, here's the thing. Why would he make a vow like that? You ever make a vow that you're going to tithe and you don't do it? (laughs) Come on, say amen. It's all right. It's all right to say amen. All right. But here's the thing. You got to understand that all blessings come from God. And if you want the rest of what you have to be blessed, do you understand why you're in the situation you're in right now? And those of you who tithe, if you are in a tough financial situation tonight, let's explore two questions. Why did you give it? And what type of heart did you give it with? And then here's the third question. What are you doing with the 90%? Because if you're not handling the 90%, now listen, if you're not giving the full tithe, then I know why you're broke. Amen. When I say the full tithe, if you make $1,000 a month, how much are you supposed to get the Lord? Huh? 100, right? Watch this. Question I have. Now, if you're giving from the heart, all right then. Because why? Because of your love for God. And I always teach you, don't lock it in to just 10. Just pray, God, what would you have me to give today? Watch this. One man gives freely, yet what? 
another what? And comes to what? Comes to what? A generous man. He will what? Refresh others. Will himself be refreshed. That's powerful scripture. It talks about generosity. If you keep, if we hold back, we'll never get. Right? Now watch this. Each type has a shadow type. Jacob type is self-indulgent. They can overspend, create appearances, and appear to live high on the hog while their bank account is depleted. They look good, but they broke. Come on, say amen. Because they lack the discipline necessary to handle the resources that God has given them. Now, a lot of people say to me, Pastor, you don't understand, I, I, don't, I, I can't afford to tithe. You can't afford not to tithe. Exodus 35, 29 says what? All the men and women who were willing brought what? To the Lord a free will offering for all the work of the, the Lord had commanded them to do. They brought it what? Willingly. I don't know if you don't know this, but can I tell you what the secret is to fight, getting out of debt? You know what the secret is? Tithing. We will spend a hundred dollars at a restaurant. Right? But we'll give fifteen dollars to God. I'm just saying, right? No thought. We go we go to the doctor. Copay is whatever it is, we'll pay it. And then we wonder why we need tires. <laughs> and we wonder why, why the heat is always breaking. You know why the heat is always breaking? Because the heater man be tithing. And God says, I'm going to get your money. I'm going to get your money. I'm, matter of fact, no, I'm sorry. Pause for a minute. I'm going to get my money from the person that tithe. That's why I always like to refer Christians to other Christians. Amen. When stuff broke, break. <laughs> because I know either between both of them, somebody going to do the right thing. Come on and say amen. Well, y'all, we talking tonight. Amen. Until you and I get over this thing. There are people who haven't gotten over it yet because they had mothers like Rebecca. Who taught them how to connive. Who taught them how to trick. Yeah. Uh oh. Not, not like that. Not like that. Now. <laughs> See I had to get y'all. <laughs> Malachi 1, 6 through 8 says what? My name will be what? From what? And all around the world people were what? Pure what? 
In honor of what? For my name shall be what? Among the nations, says the Lord Almighty. Whoa, that's powerful. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says what? Listen, I want to say this to you. It, it, hurts my, it hurts me, and I don't know if you ever think about this, right? If you are a faithful tither to God, and you're struggling, I have to conclude it's a stewardship issue. I have to conclude that. Because God gives you favor. You know, I've got a lot of people in this church who've been recipients of favor. And when you got favor, you don't need money. When you have favor, God just does things, orchestrates things. But I see so many people struggling because they won't take God at his word. You know what I mean? You want to manage your money, it starts right there. God says you're honored. He says God is what? Able to make all grace abound to who? So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need. All times. There's not a time where you don't have a need. Amen. Right? Look at this. Families give what? Towards the rebuilding of the what? According to what? Their ability they gave to the treasury for their work. In other words, in your budget. Now, how many of you got the quickie budget, right? I gave you the quickie budget, right? When you sit down, you plan your giving, right? Because it ties into, listen, don't hurt yourself by not including God in it. Look at this. For, for, for now, I want to encourage the Jacob types to consider doing one of the following. Somebody read that. Use your what? Okay, so the Jacob types, uh, they, they're about themselves. So what we're saying to the Jacob types, do something good for somebody else other than you. Amen. Number two. For the what? Your love for the limelight. When you walk in the room, we got to, either you're smelling good or you're looking good. All right. Go on. Number three. Bottom line it. Let's break off of that.